What can you do to improve your writing and build your network as a part of it? As a creative and professional writer, my time post-college graduation was just that. Difficult to keep an upward learning curve that honed my craft and connected me with others in the field. So today, join me on a quest to connect writers to the experiences they need with top authors, editors, and publishers ready to share their methods for success. Become a part of a new elevated selection for publishers and debunk the myth that while writing is a solo act, being a writer is not always solitary. Am I right? Okay, we are back. If you were listening to last week's episode, this week's episode is the same beautiful Kiana who <laughs> has a book coming out next year and it is so fun and I'm very excited. If you haven't caught up on it, you can hear her story. Really unique publishing journey. We'll talk a little bit more about that here, but um, and just kind of how it started at age 16, went through school, had to do a lot of self-teaching. <laughs> it's really cool, has a lot of value in it. So definitely go back and listen to it if you haven't already. Um, but we're going to continue our conversation here and talk more about, now that we've covered her journey, the editing side. Because like you said, just now before this I press record, which I should have pressed it earlier, I should have learned my lesson, <laughs> is that, you know, a lot of people feel like once you hit, okay, I found an agent, I found a publisher, that it's, you know, that's the main obstacle. But it's not the only obstacle, maybe not even the main obstacle, right? There's so <laughs> much to learn beyond that and and for those of you thinking oh she you know got a book deal finished her book in eight months it's all you know roses I think you have another story to tell so <laughs> I'm gonna turn the microphone to you now okay. go ahead and tell them about your you know why the book deal isn't the end what was your editing process yeah so it's been it's been a crazy journey so I was telling you earlier that a lot of times people think like when you get your agent you get your book deal like that's it like that's your one way to get to success it's not always the case because your book does go through so many more edits when you get your agent and when you get your book deal especially for me um and that's like something I want people to like really know about me like I didn't just like query for eight months and get this like magical book deal I've been putting in work for it since um spring of 2021 so it's currently spring 2023 I've, I have been editing this book that I did get a deal for for about two years now um and I was supposed to debut back in March um and now it's April and we're back in development like we don't even have a manuscript right now so <laughs> it's a crazy process so when me and Ashley um signed on together it was such a untraditional process, meaning we pretty much built the outline together um, with her, you know, like her vision for what she saw of the story and like my vision. Um, and in the beginning stages, it was my first time ever working with um, an editor. I never did revision with my agent because I already had the book deal. So this manuscript like really wasn't in like the right place. Um, and we had to play around with it a lot. Um, and I feel like what my struggle was in the beginning was really this tug of war of like what I saw my manuscript as and how Ashley saw the manuscript and, you know, really trying to um, appease like both visions, which can at times be, um, you know, emotionally taxing. Cause like, a lot, actually 99.9% .9 of the time, I will always agree with Ashley, but sometimes it'll take me a while to get there. Cause when you're so close to your story and when it's so personal to you, it's oftentimes difficult for me, especially like to take a step back and be like, you know what, like, you know, you're right. Cause I had seen the story one way for so many years that when we're taking it in a different direction, it takes a lot of adjusting to see it from a different lens. 
happens. Um, and sometimes it's hard because you're on deadline and you don't have, um, you know, the privilege of being able to sit with an edit before making it. Sometimes you just have to do it. And sometimes for me, it wasn't until I did the edit that I saw the benefit of it. Mm. And I feel like what's important, um, like if you do have the privilege to like sit with feedback and really think it over to really consider why someone is asking you to make that change before writing it off. And I feel like that's another reason why this process has been so long for both of us is because I'm very close to the story. Ashley is also so close to the story because we built this baby together. We are both so invested in it that often it was really difficult for either of us to look at it objectively um, because, you know, we're so close. We know what we're trying to tell and it may not always like communicate in the way we wanted to. So that's why we had to get another set of eyes on it. So basically the reason my debut got pushed back, I was supposed to go to copy edits back in October. And um <laughs> this was really emotional for me back then, which which is I think when you met me was like back in October and like I didn't connect with you for a long time because this was to me at the time, so heartbreaking. Like the most heartbreaking thing ever was hearing that my book was getting pulled from copy edits and going back to development. And I didn't understand why at first. Um, so Ashley had taken on um, an editorial assistant and the editorial assistant was the one who reviewed my manuscript and went to Ashley and said, hey, I think this like may need a bit more work. Um, and at the time, again, like soul crushing, like worst thing to happen to me. Like I also just got out of a six year relationship at the time and I lost my job. Like it was like a lot for me yes. I was, like going through so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was like very like emotional time for me hearing that news, especially when I was so close to it. Like it felt like, you know, a roadblock, like in my journey. Um, and they sent me over this edit letter. It was like a massive 10 page single space edit letter. I couldn't even read it for at least like two or three months because it just like was so shocking to me to hear that, you know, me and Ashley had thought this book was ready to be published. Everyone had thought this book was going to debut in spring. <laughs> and then to just have it like ripped out from underneath me was so soul crushing. But again, like I was saying, sometimes it really takes you like, a bit to like take a step back, consider why those edits are being proposed to you. Um, and then like be able to work on it because I feel like for me, like when I first, when I first read the news was getting pulled, I was angry. I did not want to make the changes. I didn't understand why the changes had to be made. Like I just didn't get it. Um, looking back now, I'm so thankful <laughs> that we didn't publish <laughs> what we were going to publish because um, even after doing this like last round with Ashley back in February, I feel like it's taken the story so much closer to like what I want it to be. Um, and that's the thing about like your editor, like they are always going to like send you revisions with like your best interest in mind. Like Ashley knows exactly the heart of the story that I want to share. And she's just giving me examples on how to get there. And I feel like for me, it took me literally probably three months because I think I got the edits back in October, November, December, January. Yeah, I didn't start working on it until January. Um, so I guess my biggest piece of advice to other people when you get feedback back and you're reluctant to it just give it time and consider and ask the person who's giving that feedback 
why they're making the change because I promise you I'm so much more happy with the manuscript now than I was back in October. Um, and so the journey has been crazy. And I, you know how I told you, me and Ashley, we're so close to the manuscript. We ended up bringing on another editor um, to work on the manuscript with us. And um, again, you know, she's amazing. Like I love her vision. I love everything she's done for me so far, but she has different, her own different version of like how she could see the manuscript going too. So um, back in February, I was on a very strict deadline. I rewrote my entire book within a month, within the month of February. <laughs> Ooh, wow. the whole book again from scratch um and Kate my new editor um who I'm working with she um also read it me and Ashley had a meeting with her proposed like several like very pivotal changes that we're still kind of like in the process of deciding which direction we want to go in so like you know it was you know cutting a POV like altering you know a, a main character's like plot like their story their love interest like you know um it's like very <laughs> like big changes still happening to the book um so I guess the reason it's kind of difficult for me to talk about the book sometimes like even though we are planning on debuting in summer it's not for sure like there's no manuscript right now which is crazy to think because you know I did get the book deal I still have the book deal like you know like it's gonna get published but there's no current manuscript <laughs> like I'm still having to rewrite that. Um, and it's a lot of waiting. It's a lot of back and forth. It was, you know, most recently, like Ashley had um, proposed, no, sorry, Kate had proposed her edits to Ashley. Ashley took some time to look that over, sent Kate feedback. So there's a lot of like waiting on my end just to see the outline for like what we're going to do next. And then even after receiving that outline, it's going to be me deciding if I want to go with their outline or if I want to change things about the outline or, you know, so again, like the process is really time consuming and can be like emotionally taxing, but I mean, I'm really grateful for it. I'm grateful I get to work with both of them and I really do feel like my vision is supported. So, um, I don't know, I guess like another piece of advice I would give is always stay humble and realize like the people who are helping you, they're helping you for a reason. They wouldn't put the time and energy into sharing feedback with you if they didn't care about it. So um, yeah, that's kind of like what my no. journey has been like so far. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so true. And, and something that I talk about in the solo cast earlier in season one is that you can't, that feedback you can't get rid of the sting like it still stings when you get it even if you know the intentions are good that you know that they're right like you have there's that piece of you that has to come to grips with the fact that they've changed and cut things that you built and mm -hmm. I think acknowledging that but not ruminating in it you know letting have some time away from it like you said or repurpose your thoughts repurpose what you're doing right now in your writing it's moving forward is the best way because once you stop there it feels like an obstacle that you just can't overcome. And feedback yeah. is so important in this industry. I think because we write alone, mm -hmm. a lot of new people think that, you know, the feedback is kind of more optional or that it's like meant maliciously, right? But yeah. it's but half of this, if not 75%, 90% of it is editing. And it's if it's only you editing, it's not good enough probably yet because you're so invested, right? You don't, you can't see the holes where other people can see the holes. You just need that person who knows what's going on. So exactly. that is so true. So very true. And 
you kind of talked about how much you've learned. And something that I've struggled with as an author, or I guess, excuse me, as a writer, hopefully an author. You are Uh, an author. Everyone's an author. I'm an author of my own story, right? Manifest it. You're already an author. (laughs) You're an author. Yeah, all writers are authors, you know, like one day it's going to (laughs) happen. Yes, right. Yeah. I should say that more often. Um, Not knowing what I don't know. And that's part of coming out of college. I mean, I did get a little more education on the publishing process, but it feels like the more you learn in this Mm -hmm. industry, there's there's so much more that opens up that you know you need to learn. Things work and what looks good. And I mean, it's just, it's insane. And so... I guess dealing with not knowing what you don't know has been a big thing. And so how you handle it um, has been, you know, really inspiring. And and I love that you admitted to putting it off for a few months because we can't all be perfect and we can't all be the ideal, you know, human being who can do all the work and not feel any emotion attached to it. I mean, our writing wouldn't be good anyways, (laughs) right? But I just, yeah, I just wanted to point that out to, you know, some of our, some of our, listeners here that that's a really key point we did talk also about how you know the book deal isn't the end right you're still working on it it isn't published yet but but have you i guess have you been preparing for post publishing because a lot of people don't talk about that process i mean what do you need to do being being a published author what you need to look if there's anything they're having you prep for now if there's anything you're prepping for what that looks like oh my gosh i don't know i feel like all of it (laughs) It's so overwhelming. Um, I do have, like, I am some friends with people who are published and I feel like they've kind of mentally prepared my expectations too. I feel like the biggest thing is like, you know, everyone's dream is to like, well, not everyone's dream, but like my dream (laughs) is to be on the New York Times bestsellers list. And, you know, I've also been friends with people who I've seen who like, we really thought and believed like they would also end up on the list too, but just kind of understanding, like, even if you don't land on the list, like you've still done like this incredible, amazing thing of like being able to write and tell a story and putting so much love and energy into it that I feel like I've been mentally preparing myself. Like, even if it doesn't make the list, like I can still be proud of it. And I feel like something that's been helping me is just being really present with every step of of the process, just being grateful every step in the process. Like even when I'm doing my revision, looking back on it and being like, wow, like look how far it's come since it was just like a thought in my brain or like, look how much it's come since it was just a feeling that I had when I was 16, you know? Um, And just like kind of telling myself like the success of your book really comes from within. Like if you're proud of yourself, like that is kind of all that matters is that you did it and that the expectations, like how well it sells and like, you know, how, how it places like on the list or if it even places like, you know, it can matter, but at the end of the day, I think what matters the most is just being able to tell the story. So (laughs) I feel like that's what I've been kind of just like mentally preparing myself for. Cause I mean, obviously um, it, it would be great to like make the list eventually, but I know it's not something guaranteed. Um, and so I feel like I've been mentally preparing for that a lot. Um, other than that, I don't know. I feel like I've been just trying to stay like just focused on the revision for now. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Be in the present. And maybe that is the answer, right? Yeah. Stop thinking out about what's coming because you and back over here in these little query trenches, like, trying to think of all the things that would need to be fixed and if they would 
give you a partial request, what would you do? And you know what I mean? That, that just freaks you out. That's biting too much of the cocaine. I think, yeah. Sometimes, you know, and, and that's something I have to remind myself of is just, this is what I'm doing now. And I love that you said, look back on what you've done, because sometimes I feel, you know, what, what right do I have to come on here on the show and talk about what you need to be doing? Thankfully, it's not me. It's the interviewee. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. But, uh, and it's, it's more just, you've been working on this thing and you've made it come to life. Like, I mean, it's in my drawer, I've got this, I mean, it isn't a beautifully um, bounded book <laughs> that's ready for self-hosting, um, but I do have my little, you know, little spiral bound manuscript that I, you know, switch through and, and work on in red pen. Cause that's what feels correct in this industry. And it's, it's amazing to if you haven't done it just try printing it out you know try getting some kind of physical form of the thing that you created in your mind because it i think it really does kind of feel more real and yeah. it, you're like i made all of this like someone else can read this and make sense of it and i it was created out of my brain my thoughts. yeah it was and i also just want to say i don't think you should ever discredit yourself even if you're not published you are totally valid to give advice i feel like i've learned so much advice from people who are unagented and who don't have book deals like i feel like it's important in this industry to stay humble and realize that anyone you meet can teach you anything and it doesn't matter like what stage you're in like you know you can be inspired and motivated and changed by anyone no matter what part of the journey is so that's why I always say like even if someone isn't published or you know I still value them the same way as I value myself so you know because <laughs> I feel like I've learned so much from people who are still like in querying phases or like still looking you know who are on sub like you can learn so much from anyone mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. That's, I mean, thank you first of all for the compliment. Of course, you know, being humble and being that person that's, you know, a good example of letting those who are supposed to come to you come and influence you. And and you must have been just such a great mentor choice when they were picking out mentors (laughs) back in 2021. Speaking of mentorship, I mean, that's something that's been on my mind a lot. I'm sure if it's on my mind, then it's been on a lot of the listeners' mind at some point or another, or will continue (laughs) to be. And I'd lo- I mean, I know you can't always find mentors in the places that you think you will, right? You need to be open to, to new experiences. But mm-hmm. as a previous mentor, what is a trait or, you know, something specific that you looked for when you were deciding on a mentee? Yeah. So we kind of talked about this briefly before, like just you and I, but I feel like what really resonates with me is finding a story with a lot of heart and just finding someone who I can tell they have a message they want to share and who's looking to deliver that message in the best way possible to their audience and really helping them shape that. Because I feel like I really write from a place um, that's personal to me. And I write for my younger self and I write for people like me. And I look for stories that are trying to do the same, that want to share this like really intimate part with them and just helping them come into it in a way that's digestible like for readers. And I feel like that's exactly what my editor, Ashley, has done for me. Like that's why like she probably was such a great Pitchworth mentor (laughs) Um, because she really looks for stories that have potential and have heart um, and emphasize, you know, shaping it around that message. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I wish, I mean, some of Pitnet, I think, is gone now, sadly. I know. Some of them, and I, it was wonderful to have that. But 
but I, there's always opportunities, right, to, to reach out and ask questions. And, and one of the things I learned quickly in college is it's in this industry is to take all of the opportunities you can to learn. And if that means going to a late night conference after you've had a long day at work, that's what it means. It means jumping behind a screen and being uncomfortable for 15 plus podcast episodes until you get the hang of it. Then that's what it means. But it's getting the resources that you can and giving what you can. And I, that's great advice. And Yes. I mean, look how many people you're helping. Like, even if you are, you know, an agent or if you don't have a book deal yet, you're still helping so many other writers, like just like you, or even writers like me. Like, I'm so excited to listen to your podcast. And I feel like you, you're teaching me things too, just by making the podcast happen. So just appreciate yourself and don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And it's, yeah. it really is a humbling thing to, to <laughs> even just to get to be around so many amazing individuals. And that's why I love this because we are writers and we're authors and we're amazing and we're creative and there's so many different personalities, but we all come together to try to inspire one another. And I mean, I think back on one of the, you know, first series that influenced my life as a, I guess, teen, tween. And it wasn't a book on, hey, this is how you survive with moving and going to a new high school. That's not what the book was about. It was a book about tigers and first Indian curses and you know what I mean and, and, but it it resonated so deeply with me like yeah. I was so absorbed with it that it changed who I wanted to be and how I wanted to write like you said you know your influence writing and and that's the kind of thing we aim for is to give people that fulfillment and that feeling and it, it's a good reminder to all of us um we are almost to the end of episode two, I mean part two of our episode with Kiana and I just I want to give you the opportunity to um, elaborate on anything. I mean, you've given a lot of advice, so that's okay if you don't have anything else, but if there's anything you would want to leave our new and aspiring writers, you know, maybe mm. starting out in that editing, clearing process, uh, what would you tell them? <laughs> Sorry, let me take a chance okay. to think. I to think about it. We can have to pause. Yeah, I, again, I feel like I touched on this in like my part one, but really just finding the story that you will champion even when no one else does. I know people tell you to write for yourself all the time, but like you really have to mean it. Like you really have to love it more than anything. And that's how I felt about my debut. Like I would love it so much. I would be willing to do anything for it. And I feel like, you know, you can really see that in my editorial process. I've rewritten my book like with Ashley probably three times now. And the reason I didn't just give up back in October is because I had that same feeling of knowing that no matter what I do in this lifetime, I need to share this because it's the deepest part of me. And I feel like once you have that story where you feel like this is every every side of me, like every beautiful, messy, you know, sad part of me, like it's just, it's that's the story you need to tell. And like, if you're able to believe in it, like someone else is going to believe in it as well. So yeah, just don't give up. And I hope that you guys all, you know, write for yourself. Like even when people are telling you no, or even when you feel like people don't believe in it, like as long as you believe in it, that's enough for it to get somewhere. So yeah. <laughs> right. Thank My you. Microphone <laughs> drop there. Thank you for coming on. Um, everybody who's listening, just keep your eye out for her. And she's good more to come not just this book but in, I'm, I'm so excited to follow you on your writing career and you. you know your journey you continue and um if you haven't remembered it it's called dance of the starlet sea now 
yes yeah be be ready summer 2024 um because Hopefully. she's gonna make it to the waves and it's gonna be on those bookshelves and i'm gonna be so excited you'll definitely see a tweet from me so look at look her up in the um we've got our some of our socials we've got some of you know your website and your book look her up in our resources section and we'll we'll stay in touch and um, thanks for coming on thank you so much i really appreciate it it was my pleasure and to you word wizards out there right on can you see ways to improve your writing process already thanks for joining us on this excellent episode of am i right for more information about the podcast guests or upcoming episodes follow the show on twitter instagram and linkedin right on word wizards